Welcome to the Now We Have Liftoff New York Jets podcast. I'm your host, Frank Piccolo, and tonight I will be flying solo. Tonight we will discuss the bye week and the upcoming game that the Jets have against the Patriots at 1 o'clock this Saturday. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network and DraftKings, and let's get into it. So before the, or right as the bye week was starting, Zach Wilson was talking about how he needs to just let it loose and stop thinking, and I think that couldn't be more true. The The kid looked very uptight while he was playing the last couple of weeks, especially starting off the gate. And I think if he just gets back to his BYU playing style, I think that will suit him for the uh, rest com- rest of the year. But I think LaFleur, the Jets offensive coordinator, can do a lot to help him in that regard. May it well with John always talks about how they need to give him layups in the beginning of the game, little screen passes, little uh, slant routes, easy routes to make his life easier. With that being said, I'm at the firm belief that the Jets have to get Elijah Moore involved in this offense. They need to stop using him as an outside receiver only. They need to put him in the slot. They need to put him on the outside. They need to run jet sweeps, bubble screens, middle screens, anything they can to get him the ball, they have to do at this point. Because there was so much praise coming his way during training camp. For him to see the limited amount of touches that he's seen to this point in the season is unfathomable. Now, staying on the wide receiver line, I think that now's the time that we need to see Denzel Mims. Uh, I like Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole's good at stretching the field, but we saw it in the Atlanta game. Every time that Denzel Mims is on the field, he makes a play. You know, we'd be in the blocking game, catching a 30-yard pass and trucking guys. It it needs to happen now. Uh, I don't want to hear that he has great practices anymore. Like, I've, I've been on that for weeks now with Robert Sala. He has great practices, but he doesn't even suit. He has great practices. He has six reps. If he's having such great practices, why is he not playing? Like, it, it makes no sense to me. And for the life of me, I don't get it. Now, sticking on the offensive side of the ball, the Jets' run game is atrocious. Yes, the Jets', Jets pass protection has been better. I think a lot has to do with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker 
playing a lot better. I think him solidifying that left guard spot has really helped the Jets become competent in pass protection. Not great because Connor McGovern st- still doesn't know what he's doing. And Greg Van Roten is Greg Van Roten. He's a, a middling to below average right guard. Uh, and Fant is serviceable. And Moses is also serviceable. But if they're not going to be able to run the ball, the Jets are going to be so one-dimensional, it's not even funny. It, it it just can't happen. Like, the Jets cannot keep going down the road and hitting their heads against the wall with this run game. It's it's inside trap. It's inside zone. I, I don't see... I don't see a lot of that wide zone that the Jets or us as fans thought we were getting when the Jets um, brought in LaFleur and Sala. And if they're running that wide zone, I want to, I want to see Michael, I want to see more of Michael Carter. I would like to see Michael Carter start getting 15 carries close, close to the, that 20 rep, 20 touch mark. If that doesn't happen, I, you know, I think it's going to be a real shame because this is the players in this draft are supposed to be the core of this solid team. And usually after the bye is when you start integrating the rookies more into this system that they're trying to develop. And talking about the rookies, let's circle back to Zach Wilson and why he might be struggling. So you don't hear a lot of talk about Trevor Lawrence's struggles, Trey Lance's struggles when he was filling in for Garoppolo in San Francisco. You don't hear a lot about Justin Fields' struggles. And I think a lot of that has to do with that Zach Wilson's playing in New York, right? Like, it's really hard to play in New York. Like you have a bullseye on your chest. It's a huge market. The fan base is rabid, especially for the for the Jets. We haven't won in 10 years. And I think that makes a quarterback try a little too hard at times. And you could see Zach trying a little too hard, which is why Salah says he wants him to play boring football, which I don't think like I don't want you to take the playmaker playmaking player out of this kid. I don't agree with coaches trying to make guys something that they're not. And I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to be a Drew Bledsoe, Vinny Testaverde, drop back quarterback just sitting in the pocket. I think we need to start rolling him out on to design roles, right? Naked boots. I know we saw that in overtime against Tennessee, but that's, that's what we need to see. We need to see design runs from Zach Wilson, maybe some RPOs with Elijah Moore, where you're putting the ball in his hands and making him make a decision. Like personally, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see that. I want to see where he's going to to grow in this offense with LaFleur, 
with Michael Carter, with Elijah Moore. I think that's important. I also think it's important for us to realize that he is playing in this New York market. It is going to take some time. He did play at BYU last year. In college, he played at BYU, which is not a powerhouse football team. So it is going to take some getting used to that he's playing against NFL defenses that are game planning specifically to stop him and what he does best. Like you saw the uh, Atlanta Falcons do a good job on their offensive side of the ball when we were playing them in London, uh, negating the Jets' pass rush. That's that's what you're going to see, teams taking away what you do well and amplifying what you don't do so well. So I think we're going to have to have a little patience. We've been preaching it here at the Now We Have Liftoff podcast that this is – this is a project here. Like this was a complete teardown. Like I did not expect the Jets to win a lot of games this year. If the Jets win six to seven games, I think I'm going to play the lottery for that win total because the team has a lot of talent, but they're extremely young. They're extremely young at the coaching position. They're extremely young at the positions that matter. Quarterback, cornerback, and running back and wide receiver. So there's youth all over the field for the Jets. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time for the Jets to really start wanting to compete. And I think that you're really going to probably see the Jets start competing in year three of the system. And with that being said, let's go over to the side of the ball that has been in my opinion, playing dominant football, and that's the defensive side of the ball. If you take away the Atlanta game, I think the Jets' defense by far probably, I don't know, top 15, top at least top half of the uh, the league in total defense. C.J. Mosley, like we've talked about, has been playing like, his, like he did in Baltimore. Uh, Quincy Williams... I'm a big, huge fan of. Jared Davis is close to coming back. The defensive line has been playing out of their minds. JFM, probably the best player on that defensive line right now in the in the totality, uh, minus him trying to cover El- Atlanta's Kyle Pitts, which I thought was a coaching blunder. But what are you going to do? This is what you're going to get with a young co- coach team. But... What has really impressed me is the Jets cornerbacks, especially Michael Carter, especially Ashton Davis the last the last couple of uh, the last couple of um, uh, game and a half that he's played and. I think that the more the Jets start putting those guys out on an island and getting them more exposure where they're they're not when they're where they're not really the scheme isn't really designed to help them out. I think that more people are going to be 
impressed with the likes of Michael Carter and Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall has been playing like a number one corner. And I think that the more you see him, the more you are impressed by him. Uh, I've also been impressed with Bryce Huff. The whole defensive line as a whole has been playing really solid football. Uh, minus Nathan Shepard, who I was disappointed that wasn't cut during the bye week. Like, it's a, it really is a shame that, you know, as fans that we have to watch players repeatedly make the same mistakes over and over again. Like it's it's just not fun to watch your team when they're there's specific players that make dumb penalties, roughing the passer penalties when the receiver or the quarterback rather has thrown the ball probably two seconds earlier. Like that shouldn't happen. That's stuff you learn in in Pee Wee uh, football. Like that that just shouldn't happen. But as a whole, when you think about the the games the Jets had played so far, I thought they played well for the most part. When you put into that, this is the youngest team in the league that you put in. They have a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, a rookie quarterback, rookies throughout throughout the field. Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Michael Carter squared. It, It's just young guys all over the field. And for the Jets to be competent and competitive in in most of the games this year, I think that's a a plus. The Jets need to find out, need to figure out rather, how to start off, start out of the gate faster. But other than that, I I think we're on the right track. I, I really do. I think the Jets are on the right track. And I think you're going to start seeing the Jets, pun intended, take flight right now, starting starting this week against New England. And when you think about this team and you think about young players, this is how it's going to be. So with that being said, our next segment is brought to you by DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Guys, it's easy as pie. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars, millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's get into this week's contest against the New England Patriots. We played them week two of the season. Like we said, me and John were both at the game, both very disappointed in the outcome of the game. Big stinker for Zach Wilson with all the interceptions that were thrown. But at the end of the day, the game's over. That game's over. Like Rex used to do, bury the football, move on to the next week. The most important game is the next game. Football cliches to infinity. Let, let's do it. So when we talk about this game, there's a couple of injuries that stand out. C.J. Mosley has a hamstring. He, he already said that it's probably going to be a game-time decision for him. We might see Marcus May. We might see Jared Davis. Those are still up in the air. And it looks like Tyler Croft is going to go on the IR. Okay. So what do the Jets need to do to win this game? First of all, Zach Wilson needs to not have more than two interceptions. The Jets also need to start fast. They need to establish a run game. They need to establish play action. They need to have layups for Zach Wilson in the first quarter. That is imperative. They must make it easy on this kid to start off the game, to to build some confidence, because we know that Bill Belichick likes to feast on rookie quarterbacks. And he showed that in week two. It was a disaster. The game was a, probably a lot closer than the score indicated because of how many interceptions Zach Wilson threw. The defense did a phenomenal job. I'd like to see Michael Carter more involved. I'd like to see Elijah more involved. I'd like to see Denzel Mims involved. And of course, Corey Davis is going to have to stop dropping the football. I think that's imperative at this moment. Like it's at the point now you're the number one receiver. The Jets gave you this huge contract. Catch the football. Catch the football. It's not hard. It really isn't. Catch the football and we're good. And we could keep drives going. And we could do things, do good things. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, if CJ doesn't play, this is going to be a huge hit for the Jets. He's by far their best player on defense. It's not even close. It, it really isn't close. And if CJ doesn't play, I don't know who you put into that spot. Uh, if Jared Davis comes back, obviously you put Jared Davis and you got Jared Davis, Quincy, and one of the two rookies, and then you go from there. But I would like to see the Jets put more pressure on Mac Jones in this game. They need to make Mac Jones look like Zach Wilson looked in week two. Make him make decisions before he's ready. 
I know the Jets said they at the beginning of the year, Olbrick, Olbrick, and Sala, that they weren't going to have this magic elixir of a defense. But I think when you're playing a rookie, that it's okay to do that. Like I think you need to show a defense and then pull back on it, show a blitz, pull back on it, have a delayed blitz, like really put pressure on this kid and you need to stop the running game. And if the Jets can do that, I think the Jets have a really good shot at winning. Now, DraftKings has the Jets at minus seven. To me, that's a big number. I know the Jets are playing up in New England, but the Jets are coming off a bye. Salah talked about how the coaches did a big in-depth look at themselves, how they're coaching. They changed some things up to make the players' internal clock start ticking faster. So that's good to hear. But at the end of the day, I do think the Jets cover. I don't think they win. And going at going from here on out, I I think that's what you want. Like I don't expect the Jets to go on this crazy run and get like win five out of seven. Like I don't see that right now. Maybe later in the year. But the Patriots have a really good defense. Zach Wilson's a rookie quarterback. I just think it's going to be tough sledding this week against against this team. And for my lock of the week, I've been on this team all year long. I think John's going to owe me a steak dinner at, at Morton Steakhouse in the city once his year is up because uh, he bet me that the Arizona Cardinals are going to finish last in that division. And I'm looking pretty good on that right now. But the Cardinals are playing the Texans. And the Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites. I, I'm, I'm feeling lucky this week. So I am going to bet the Cardinals and the cover that they're going to beat the Houston Texans. I think with all the reports that you're hearing out from Houston, uh, McLean, the beat reporter for the Houston Chronicle, just said that the Texans and the Dolphins are close to a deal. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if the Texans leaked that out to get more interest into Sean. But I could really only see at this point the Dolphins really doing it. But if I'm a Dolphins fan, if I'm a, I work for the Dolphins, I don't know why you do it right now. You're one in five. Just wait till the off season. You're going to have more leverage because you're going to get no more information, but that's for a different day. I have the Cardinals at 17 and a half. Before I wrap it up here, I would like to talk about a little news that isn't really news, but I would like to talk about the trade the Jets made two years ago with the Seahawks for to get Jamal Adams because Seattle right now, without Russell Wilson, is not looking so hot. Jamal Adams isn't looking so hot after he got paid 
And it, if it were, if the season were to end today, the Jets would have two top 10 picks. And when I saw that, I kind of got giddy and I started already breaking down some film of some college players that I feel that that would suit the Jets. And I'm not going to dive into that because we're still in season and that doesn't need to be talked about yet. But what does need to be talked about, I think it's a real possibility that the Jets could get a top 15 pick from this Jamal Adams trade. And if that is, and if that happens, you are talking about a trade that really could change the course of this franchise. You're talking about a Keyshawn Johnson type trade where the Jets were able to get Chad Pennington, Sean Ellis, John Abraham, and Anthony Becht in the same draft class. And if you couple that with the Jets trade for Sam Darnold, or the Jets trading Sam Darnold to Carolina and getting their number two pick, this could be a very huge, huge draft for the Jets. And I'm very excited to see how this pans out. Well, I just want to thank you guys for listening. As always, hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell button so you get a notification when we're recording. As always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you guys get your podcasts. Much love, and we will be back next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.